And we welcome you back in. Greg Davis here with you. It is PriorityTalkRadio.com. Always go there to find the podcast. And uh, we are uh, excited to uh, welcome back to the program Vince Everett Ellison. Uh, this is uh, Vince, your third or fourth time to be with us, I do believe, over the last year and a half or so. Uh, congratulations on uh, how well uh, I know things are going for you and your uh, your work and your ministry and uh, your books are doing well. You've got a new documentary coming out, man. You just you got it going everywhere, don't you? The only reason I can do it is because of good people like you and and your beautiful, patient, God-fearing listeners. I mean, you know, the, it, it's just amazing the type of love and the type of support that that I get from the from the good people that that really support you. So we all we're all in this fight together. They've been trying to divide us, but we have to remember Jesus Christ's last uh, prayer before he went to the cross for prayer unity. Because we know that once we come together, once we come come together, these levels are done. Well, amen. I agree with that. Uh, and I, I know uh, you, you've become uh, somewhat of a regular with Tucker Carlson. I don't I don't think he can have you on too often, though. He probably can't handle it, can he? <laughs> but Tuck, Tucker's great. Uh, uh, he, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a stalwart. He's a Christian. And, and he fears nothing. And, um, you know, whenever I call him, he, he's there for me because Tucker knows that um, just like his show, I'm going to bring the truth, and, you know, and, and, and Tucker wants nothing but the hardcore truth. Well, that's right. Well, uh, Vince, if you're not familiar, he's got uh, he shared his testimony here on the program the first time he was with us. And, Vince, here's what we're going to do uh, today. Uh, just about an hour from now, at 6.30 our time, we're going to go back and replay the first time you were with us when you share your full story, uh, your testimony. It is uh, amazing, and uh, we like to do a best of on Wednesdays because it's church night. And so we're going to reput that. We're going to repost that to our podcast so uh, you can hear Vince's uh, first visit with us and uh, sort of get a really, really good full understanding of uh, where he comes from and, uh, and why he does what he does. I've got a couple of books out, The Iron Triangle, and then, of course, uh, the one that we started with you, uh, 25 Lies. And uh, I tell you, uh, folks, if you haven't read 25 Lies, Exposing Democrats' Most Dangerous, Seductive, Damnable, Destructive Lies, and How to Refute Them, uh, it is, I always call it a jaw dropper, because as you read it, you're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, it is an amazing work of uh, journalistic uh, effort, everything documented, footnoted uh it is really amazing and uh you'll learn a lot of things you suspect you'll get the facts there in 25 lies um vince we thought this a great time to have you on with uh, the the recent events in memphis and i know uh, that's uh you know sort of one of your hometowns you're no longer there but uh but you you kind of you know you're you spent a lot of time living in memphis over the years um tell us some um, as you saw uh, this whole story develop in memphis so uh, you know what you thought, where your heart went, and um, what do you think uh, of what it's become? Well, Greg, like you said, I spent a lot of time in Memphis. I went to college there, University of Memphis. My sister and my uh, uh, brother Jonathan, uh, the king of the king of Bill Street, he's uh, there in Memphis, the best guitar player in, Mil- in Memphis. My sister's there, so I still have a lot of family there, and I go there a lot. But what 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 I see happening in, in Memphis is what I've seen happening in every inner city here in the United States of America. And it's 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 a it's a fire that has really it's been brewing for years, but now it has really really had gasoline thrown on it, and and, and I tell you why. You know, it's always been something that the Democratic Party has done to black people. They kept us under control by kind of making us fight each other. They they've had that system from the plantation 
up until now, you know, and in the Iron Triangle, I talk about it. The black preacher, the black politician, the black civic organizer are just conduits between rich white liberals, and their job is to keep black people angry, upset, uh, victimized, full of pride, and hating one another. And as long as they stay pious, and, and that keeps them uh, 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 not unified, and these people can maintain power that way. But over the last 20 years, it's really, called, it's really gotten worse because at least before the 19, late, late 1980s, the NAACP and the, and, and the Urban League and CORE and a lot of all these other groups would have not allowed hip-hop music to take root like it has taken root in America. They tried to get all of the negative depictions of black people off media and out of music, and they wouldn't have allowed you know, blackface and tap dancing and stuff and fetch it. They were against that. They were talking black pride and the new black man and black people not going to the back door and black people not having their backs bent. They didn't want those things shown on TV. Well, hip-hop came out with all these young black people calling other black people the N-word, the B-word, the W-word. And at first, the NAACP and all these groups and all the politicians came out against it. But then hip-hop started making billions of dollars, and they started paying all of these people off and now they're part of the industry. And now 25, 30 years later, these young black people look at each other. And all they hear in words Hey, Vince, we're going to, we, we, you faded on us, brother. We can't hardly hear you. Uh, I don't know what happened. Vince, are you, you still there, brother? Yeah, I'm here. There we go. Me? Yeah, you lost us about the time hip-hop music started making a lot of money. Oh, okay, I'm so sorry. It faded. Yeah, there you go. Hip-hop music started making a lot of money. And they started paying these people off. And when they started paying these people off, they, 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 uh, these young people started hearing it everywhere. N-word this, W-word that, B-word that. And we have a generation of people that have grown up hating one another, just hating one another. And it's all because of, of the black community and, and this dysfunctional society that the Democrats and the black community has built. So when I saw these black police officers beating another black man, I said, there it is. There's not another racial group in America that has this. You don't have white people and Asian people and Jewish people and Hispanic people uh, with a culture where the people that are the worst people in their society, the people that hate them and call them the worst names are elevated. They had Dr. Dre saying at the Super Bowl, Snoop Dogg visiting the White House, Cardi B uh, interviewing the President of the United States of America. There was a time where these people have been ostracized and pushed to the edges of society. Instead, now they're elevated. And black children look at these people that call them the worst names in the world. And these young people look at these people who are elevated and say, I guess that's who I am. I am an N-word. I am a B-word. I am a W-word. And they act like that. So this is just something that is just manifesting itself. And you see it all. You see it from Detroit to Chicago, Washington, D.C., to Philadelphia. That's what they do now. They kill one another. Anywhere you live, like where they're close to each other, they kill one another in industri- at an industrial level. And the Democrat Party wants it. These black leaders want it and they're not going to do anything to change it, and then they deflect it and say it's white supremacy. Because they're not going to do anything about it. They're not going to do anything to change 
what they started because they continue to get elected from it. So they're not going to um, um, make the schools better. They are not going to bring God back into the classroom. They're not going to bring the father back into the home and bring families together. No, they're not going to keep the drugs out and allow people to defend themselves. They're not going to bring the morality back. They're not going to do it. Vince, uh, today, you know, the the funeral today for uh, Tyree Nichols, and, uh, you know, maybe you can help me understand. Um, you know, Al Sharpton, he, he winds up being a part of every uh, every one of these type situations. Uh, how does that happen? Well, Al Sharpton's a vulture. Uh, he always has been. He has this thing set up with, with Ben Crump. With Ben Crump, of course, is called as a lawyer. And Ben, ben Crump's a lawyer. He has to do the job. Sure. of a lawyer. He has to defend his client. So I've got nothing really against Ben Crump. Ben Crump does what Ben Crump does. Al Sharpton, though, is, he, he, he's, he's a rabble-rouser. He comes in, and he wants to make sure that he gets the public angry, upset. He's the one that starts the riots. He's the one that comes in and starts and pours gasoline on it. And this is his job. He's paid by the left, by white liberals, to be the, the head rabble-rouser to start trouble, and he'll find somebody that's dead, he'll set beside a phone, and a thousand black men can die at, 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 uh, at the hands of other black men. But let one die by the hands of the police or by a white man. And then you got Al Sharpton. And that's his job. And he does it well. And there's a segment of the population that, 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 that leans on him for this type of, of, of product. And one thing that Al Sharpton does, and I have to give him credit for it, is his old Baldillian uh, term that says that uh, 80% of any gig is just showing up. And he always shows up. He does. Where he sees a black dead body from cops, Al Sharpton shows up. He has a radar on his head. He sees money in it. He's paid for it. He has nothing for these people. Al Sharpton didn't know these people's names before these police officers killed this young man. There's money in it for him. I'm sure him and Ben. I'm sure Ben Trump pays him to come. I'm sure these white uh, these white liberals pay him to come also. Stir up the black community, make them feel unsafe. Tell them they're not free. Tell them to vote Democrat, and we'll keep them. We'll try to make you free and try to make you safe. And that's their job. And Al Sharpton does it very well. Well, you mentioned that this was spun as uh, as something of systematic racism, even though it was uh, black on black. Um, I'm sure there were probably some that were looking for the narrative of there to be uh, you know, a white police officer part of this, and there wasn't one, as far as we know. Um, I'm sure some of them were probably disappointed, but they were still able to spin it into a, a racist narrative. Um, how, did you see that coming? Is that what you thought would come? Oh, yeah. That, that's what they have to do. They will never take responsibility for what they've done to the black community, ever. Um, it's almost like when you see a, 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 a man that, that, that's battering his wife, and while he's beating her, he's telling her, why'd you make me do this? It's your fault. It's your fault. You made me do it. After a while, you'll hear her say, uh, 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 I, I made you do it. I shouldn't have made you do it. You know, the, 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 the black community in these areas are so demoralized, Greg. I mean, we can't even understand it. They're so demoralized. They're so beaten down. They've been told by their, by their own leadership that they're victims, that they're nothing, that they're hated, that uh, they can't make it because of something they cannot control, which is the color of their skin. And that is a lie. I have learned throughout my life 
the, the canard that Martin Luther King threw up at us that one day, you know, he has a dream that we won't be judged by the color of our skin. That is a lie. Because you know why? You're going to always be judged by the content of your character. It is inescapable. Inescapable. They want you to believe it's the color of your skin. No, it's because you're lazy. It's because you're uncouth. It's because you won't work hard. It's because you won't keep your word. And that's regardless of color. White, black, Asian, Jew, it doesn't matter. But if you work hard, if you keep your word, we go back to our Bible at the beginning of it in Genesis. When Cain and Abel, uh, uh, when, when Cain gets mad at Abel because God accepts uh, Abel's offering but rejects Cain's, and God looks at his, his grandson, Cain, and says, Cain, why are you angry? If you do well, yep. will you not be accepted? Well, amen, because good word. Sin, your character, Cain, it wasn't anything else but that. Yeah. Vince, I got to go to break. I, I got to hit a break. Let's come back and pick it up there on the other side. And I was also want to let people know about your upcoming uh, documentary to be released. Or uh, is that what you call it? A documentary? Or is it yeah, a, yeah, it's a documentary. documentary? Will you go to hell for me? Uh, we'll tell you about that. It's coming later in February. Stay tuned. It's Priority Talk. Our guest, Vince Everett Ellison. Hey, this is Greg, and ever since the first time I visited Israel in 1999, I've encouraged others to also experience the land of the Bible for themselves. I'm wondering if you've ever dreamed of visiting the Holy Land and walking where Jesus walked. If so, why don't you pray about touring Israel with me in the summer of 2023? We will experience a 10-day pilgrimage that will include visiting biblical sites around the Sea of Galilee and actually taking an inspirational boat ride on the same waters that Jesus walked upon. We will also visit the holy sites in the city of Jerusalem, including Golgotha and the Garden Tomb. You'll also experience the Dead Sea and many significant Old Testament sites. The Bible will come alive to you like never before. Are you interested at all? Email me. Greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com and I'll share with you much more information about this trip of a lifetime. Email me, Greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com for more information on traveling with me to the Holy Land in summer of 2023. Hey, Priority Talk listeners. Care to make a quick comment or ask a question for Greg on the air? Send the code PTR to the number 202-249-5592 to join the show's text line where you can communicate with Greg during the show. That's 202-249-5592 and send the letters PTR. Thanks for listening. And now back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like... Priority Talk, Greg Davis here with you, and uh, we continue our conversation. He's kind enough to hold on through the break for us with Vince Everett Ellison. You can find him on Twitter at Vince E. Ellison and also his website, VinceEllison.com. Vince, uh, great to have you with us. Thank you for hanging on through the break. Um, I I tell you, you know, uh, your book, uh, 25 Lies um, and the Iron Triangle, I mean, you call out the Democrat Party. Um, and and I, I think that, you know, the party even goes beyond the Demo- – the problem goes beyond the Democrat Party and to some of the Republican Party as well. But the reason you go so hard after the Democrat Party is because of the history, the documentation, and also you just come straight from their, uh, their, their party platform, don't you? You just go, here's what they say they're about. Why do you not believe them? Is that true? Yeah, uh, Greg, that's exactly right. 
um, in, in my documentary, Will You Go to Hell for Me? I actually just confront Christians that support this party. Um, it comes from a time when I was traveling with my daughter, and this, um, this, this lady, uh, this liberal, asked her to go to a, a pro-abortion march with her. And my daughter, very respectfully, said, ma'am, I'm a Christian, I vote my values. And I said to myself, why can't most people just say that? I'm a Christian and I vote my values. And as we, and as we read our Bible, and we, we understand it in Romans, uh, in Romans uh, 14, 12, uh, 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 it said that you will stand in front of God and be accountable for everything that you do. Also, um, uh, in, in, in our Bible, it says that uh, it, it, in the last days, these people will come to Jesus and say, then we prophesize in your name, then we, then we do great works for you. And he said, depart from me. I, n- I never knew you. I never knew you. So I'm warning Christians that uh, you people that think that you're saved, you're only saved if you got the right religion. A lot of people thought they were saved. Uh, and, and they were wrong because they had a false teacher. And we've had a lot of that. Uh, and we get more of it now in, in the Christian church more than anything. People, the church in, in many instances now is, is encouraging sin more so than forgiving it or condemning it. They're encouraging it. Same-sex marriage, um, shacking. Um, uh, 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 just, just, you know, and so now you have people that actually believe that there is some type of severability or some separation between the way they vote and their walk with God. The Democratic Party actually says now they voted against the bill uh, last week that mandated that doctors, it's called the Stay Alive Bill, yep. that if a child survived an abortion, the doctors had to render aid to try to keep that child alive. Every, every Democrat, I, I think, except one, voted against that bill. Yep. They say now that they are for nine-month abortion. Chuck Schumer put up a bill um, last year that wanted to mandate nine-month abortion. It, 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 it didn't get through the uh, Senate, but he tried it. Yep. And every Democrat in the House voted for it. Uh, uh, Joe Biden stands up at his State of the Union address and says he supports uh, transgender youth which means that he supports the castration of little boys and the double mastectomy of little girls and giving them puberty blockers for the rest of their lives where they'll never be right again. And people think that they're going to vote to put this party in charge to do all of this knowingly and that they're not going to be held responsible for it. And I'm telling them, if you think you're not going to be held responsible for it, ask a Nazi because they put Hitler in charge. And he did all the, all, all the murder and all the pillaging and all the raping, and Germany was destroyed behind it. You know, Bonhoeffer said to be, to, 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 to be silent is evil. He said, God will hold us accountable for being silent in the face of evil. So I wrote this documentary, Will You Go to Hell for Me?, to explain to Christians out there that if you are voting for this party, knowing that they are murdering children, castrating little children. Because Jesus said, if anyone harms one of these little ones, it's better that a millstone be tied around your neck and you be thrown into the sea. This is Jesus Christ, the nicest, humblest, meekest person ever walked this earth. And that's what he said about people that harm children. What is evil? I'll make it easy for you. Anyone that in, in, intentionally harms a child. Hmm. And the Democratic Party has this war on children. And for the ones that survive, they want to lock them in failing schools so they get a bad education. They want to allow the fentanyl to come over the border 
and 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 either have them all doped out or have them and and or have them have them ODing. They allow these children to be sex trafficked across the border, and they're raped and they're mutilated and they're put into the uh, sex industry. They know all of this happens. They can stop it tomorrow, but they refuse because they are an evil institution and they always have been. They were the party of slavery. They were the party of, of, of the Confederacy. They're the party of Jim Crow. And now they're the party of Marxism, socialism, and murder. They are controlled by a cabal of perverts, liars, and psychopaths. And every Christian in America better wake up and understand that they've set a trap for them. Go to willyougotohellforme.com and look at this trailer. Tucker Carlson says the best trailer you've ever seen. Yeah. Willyougotohellforme.com. You can pre-order the video. You can you can also pre-order the DVD. You can stream pre-order the streaming of the video. This documentary is going to tell you about the civil rights movement, how Martin Luther King Jr. was a Marxist, and how he destroyed the black family, destroyed the black church. It goes into it deep. It tells you how it starts, and it tells you how we can stop it. Well, and you you go into a lot of that in your book, uh, your your previous two books, and uh, I'm assuming that's bringing some of this to uh, to film now so that we can uh, consume it in that way and understand it in even a greater way. Uh, the, the question, Vince, and Vince Everett Ellison is our guest. Um, you'll find him, uh, will you go to hellforme.com, as he just mentioned, and also vinceellison.com or vinceellison on Twitter. The question is, why do so many people who say they are Christians continue to support and vote for this movement. Uh, I don't care if they're white or black. It doesn't really matter, although black overwhelmingly votes this way. Why do they continue to do it? Are they are they just so uh, blinded they can't see it? Uh, you say it's a trap. Why can they not see to get out of it, that it's not working, it's going down the wrong path? I mean, these are Christian people we're talking about. Why? I know you and Larry Elder recently had a uh, conversation about this. What did you guys come to? Uh, it just started. It started with a Stockholm syndrome, uh, uh, Greg. When, okay. when, when you know, back back during the South, when black people were held in slavery, and it, contrary to what a lot of people believe, black people did not hate their their masters down south. They didn't hate the white people down south. And, and actually, a lot of white people didn't hate them. But black people, they 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 wanted to integrate. The Martin Luther King came around, and he he turned the black community mostly into just uh, he turned into a, he turned into a, a group of stalkers. They stalked the white community. They they, and also they extorted them. If you don't give us this, we're going to shut down your businesses and da-da-da-da. But more, the worst thing he did was he allowed the Marxists in the, um, in, uh, from Europe to get involved in the civil rights movement. A guy by the name of Stanley Levinson came in and bankrolled the whole mu- movement. It was bankrolled from also from, uh, uh, um, from, um, from, from, from Russia. I have all this documented inside the documentary. You need to see it. It's unbelievable. But they bankrolled the whole movement, and they used the church. And the church became uh, very politicized. It wasn't that political before then. Uh, when Martin Luther King got involved with the church, the church became very political, and they wanted to use politics to change to change uh, the hearts of the people. Uh, and, and as you know, Greg, politics is the gun. Whereas the Reverend Billy Graham said, no, you got to change the hearts of people, like Jesus did. Jesus didn't use Rome to change uh, the world. He, he, used, he used his people to change Rome. He went to the heart. Martin Luther King wanted to go use the gun. He wanted to pass laws. And so he used the church as his mechanism to do it. 
when King died and became canonized, the church just became a arm of the Democrat Party and the liberal wing of the Democrat Party. So every black preacher in America wanted wanted to be Martin Luther King. And now these white liberals run the black church and they run it in the ground. They will use souls to the polls to bring, to bring black people to the polls. They pay the preachers, every black preacher almost, except for a few. And it's just a very few. It's on the payroll of the Democrat Party. And they are apostates. They teach this black liberation theology that says that God uh, uh, would have rec- would recognized Jesus Christ, would have recognized and identified with black people and would have hated white people because whites were oppressed like the, like the Romans oppressed the Jews. And they teach this stuff in the church. They teach abject racism and hatred and pride. They hang Black Lives Matter flags in the church, a political movement, a Marxist political movement. It's insanity. What the Democrat Party does is state-sanctioned insanity. It's madmen, beginning more madmen. And it's imploding on itself, as you see in the inner cities, how they fight and they kill. All I can do is tell the rest of America, you don't want any of this. If you got a Democrat running, don't vote for him. Because this is what he's bringing to your town. This is what he's bringing to your city. This is what he's going to bring to your state. And this is what they're going to bring to the country. This is what they believe. They believe in wholesale murder. They believe in hatred and pride. They believe in stealing from neighbors and giving it to their people to buy their votes. They don't believe in elevating people. They get their power from keeping their necks on people. We conservatives, we get our power from just doing commerce every day you know I've, you want something for me I've, you buy it and you get it my service my skill set right. something that I own we shake hands we're happy that's not the Democrats they want to keep you in a position where you cannot buy where you cannot take care of yourself and then they want to steal from me and you Greg and give it to their constituents to keep them under control well, that's that, their plan that's socialism now you mentioned you said that the preachers are on the payroll of yeah. the left. How are they on the payroll? I mean, is, is it Every under the election t- year? Most most of the time, when you see a preacher involved in politics, you'll you'll also see that uh, he's, had, he's in with the NAACP, and that uh, uh, you know he's a preacher, he's a politician, and uh, he, so they're getting also, paid uh, from groups uh, like the NAACP, or they're getting government program money. Yeah, all of it. They, what they get, they get NAACP money, but most of the time it's during the election year. They have bag men go around. They call street money. Okay, so bag men. Okay, so yeah. it's that, yeah. it's that kind of do, deal. All you people out there, y'all just Google street money. As Greg knows, I have a chapter on it in my book. Yep. And, and, and souls to the polls. And, and they, 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 they're not even shy about it. Billions of dollars. And they give this money to these preachers and tell them, uh, we want you to put your co- congregations on buses and take them to the polls, and we'll pay you for every person that, you, that votes for us. They also give them consulting fees. And it, it, and and it usually comes down through through the bishops and 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 then the bishops give it to the the um, uh, 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 preachers that are, that are under them, and it it's very very it, it's a machine man, it is a machine and it's sad, but the preachers get paid and they have built this 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 organization just like the Sadducees and the Pharisees where it's been going on so long now that nobody know what what right looks like anymore. Right. Hmm. And Jesus comes along, and he sees this, and he's appalled at it. And these guys asking Jesus, why are you tripping? It's always been this way. You know, we the Romans scratch our back, we scratch theirs, but the people are suffering. 
the same thing in the black church, and it's getting into the white church too. Sure. Uh, up up here where I live, there's a big kerfuffle uh, going on because a lot of churches are starting to, to, to uh, fly the rainbow flag, and, and and people are leaving the churches in droves, and they're starting their own congregation because these churches have gotten political, these leftists have infiltrated them, and they're going to try to send your soul to hell. People, I want you to take this very seriously. I put this out so you can. So the people that already know this can buy it, they can use it to to uplift themselves and get information that they didn't have, but also to show to some of your friends who are voting for this evil institution and think that they're right. The Democratic Party is an evil institution. They, there's no more moral equivalency between them and us. No moral equivalency. They are child killers. They are mass murderers. They are horrible individuals. And we have to call them that. So whenever somebody comes up to me that's a Democrat and want to have an argument, I say, you're a pervert and you're a psychotic. <laughs> there's, moral, no, there's no moral equivalency between you and I. None whatsoever. Vince Everett Ellison is our guest. Uh, WillYouGoToHellForMe.com. You can pre-order uh, the documentary right now. I'd encourage you to go back and... Much of what he's talking about, it's all documented in his books, uh, previous two books. Uh, you can find him there at VinceEllison.com. Vince, last question. I've had a uh, couple of text messages come in here during uh, from listeners, and uh, I'm going to get to this one because I think it hits at the heart of a matter that's important, uh, asking about um, uh, fathers in the home. Um, speak to that in particular. I mean, this is a problem across the board. I think I saw the other day 51% of children now are born out of wedlock. That doesn't mean they don't have a father in the home. Some are just not married. But uh, it's a major problem. Uh, how does this how, how does this contribute to all of this that you're talking about? How does it tie in? Uh, I have a great part in my, in my movie where I, I, I talk about how the whole thing started. Uh, and you're right. It is the problem. Uh, my wife and I was talking today, and I said, I am not. And Greg, probably you can, you, can, you can go back and think about this, too. I've never seen a time where a man had children in his house that he did not work to take care of them, hmm. even if they were stepchildren. If he had children in front of him, he took care of whoever's children those were. Yeah. Sister's children, his children, um, his, his, his son's friends. He worked, he took care of them. When you take the child away, it becomes out of sight, out of mind. So that's what they did. And Patrick Moynihan wrote a report in 1965 called the Moynihan Report. He became senator from the state of New York. Yeah. He was working for Lyndon Johnson. He told Johnson that uh, uh, there was a trend happening where uh, welfare was paying women uh, to, to uh, uh, women who were not married and that the men were leaving the house and that this was going to cause the destruction of the black family and we needed to stop it. Lyndon Johnson told Moynihan, take this to the civil rights community. Make a long story short, the civil rights movement to community and Martin Luther King Jr. turned it down. Instead they said, you know, these feminists said, that uh, marriage was like slavery, and instead of having the man in the house, they wanted the man out of the house. So they put a clause in welfare called the man in house clause. They said that if you want to get any help from the government, the man had to be out of the house. Now I was talking to a pastor, Greg Young, I think it was yesterday, and he, he, he's older now. He said that back in the 80s when he needed some help, and they called, they told his wife to get a divorce. This is their plan, mm. and they don't want to change it. And right now they're trying to get it started up where you don't have to work to get help, where you don't have to be married to get help. They want people and they want the family destroyed. To them, the family is not what, how you and I see it. They see the family as a, as, a, as, a, as a barrier to their control, 
A strong father is the one thing they don't want. It scares them to death because a father wants order. I don't care who he is unless he's crazy. He wants order, yeah. and they want him gone. And when he no longer has a wife and a children, he's rudderless. Yep. A wife and a child, even I don't care how imperfect a man is, he can do a little drinking, he can do a little stupid stuff. But at the end of the day, unless something is really wrong with him, he's going to take care of home. Uh, Vince and they hate that. Everett Ellison, our guest, we'll, uh, we'll end it right there, Vince. Thank you for your time, and uh, God bless you. And uh, I can't wait to see the uh, the documentary for myself. Will you go to hellforme.com? Go there now and look into it, pre-order. And uh, we'll have you back on, Vince. And uh, when it, when it right, gets Greg, out, we'll have sure you back people, in a few make weeks. Make sure you check out this trailer now. It is really, I have 50,000 views on YouTube in, in, in one week. And it is really, really something. It really, really shakes people up. But it lets you know what's coming down the pike if we don't get back to the mercy seat. Love one another. Love one another. Amen. And, and pray and protect one another. That's what Jesus wants. He wants us to love one another. And so I love you all. Ain't nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Amen. We'll share, we'll share the link and let people have it, and they can watch it for themselves, and we'll have you back on in a few weeks. Thanks, Vince. All right, brother. God Bye. bless you. Yes, sir. All righty. Vince Everett Ellison. All right, we'll talk more about it when we get back.